everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Spaceman from Pluto podcast. I'm your host this week, Ben. Joining me as always, Dan, James, and Christian. And today we're just having a bit of a chill one. We're just going to talk about some recent events of news. A few trailers have dropped. Just, you know, have a bit of a... We're just going to have a little chat. Just a bit of an update. What are our thoughts? What's going on in the world, you know? One piece of news that came out the other day. Just had us chatting. Christian's now got it as his uh, background. They've released pictures of the new or the latest, the updated version of Jared Leto's Joker for the new and improved, maybe, Justice League. I think it's going to be improved. I have faith in this film. It can't be worse. Let's let's say that. Or can it? It, ca- it can't. It really <laughs> can't. Or can it? It definitely could <sighs> be worse. Definitely could be worse, considering he looks like the crow. It's an interesting oh. direction, though, isn't it? Don't you think? Yeah, I they've sh- removed the tattoos. They've got the longer hair. He's in some sort of. I my first thought, the Christian was like, was leather face, like the the yeah, apron. Yeah. Like the the leather face look, um, it was it was the it was the gloves because mm. like obviously the first thing I did was like zoom in on the picture see if I could figure out any other details from it, and the gloves look like they look like sort of like leather butchers woodworking yeah, like yeah. They, they look like steel worker sort of gloves. Um, Very but peculiar. No, Zack Snyder has said that apparently he's in his surgical outfit. I don't know a surgeon that wears leather gloves, but <laughs> <laughs> hmm. uh, well, isn't there the isn't there the theory that it's part of like one of like you know how in the for in the original Justice League we get that Batman's apocalypse nightmare? Isn't there the theory, or has it been confirmed that that's what this is going to be a part of? I think there's a I think there's a theory, but you know we also read that thing earlier that says that the Joker's got three different costumes throughout this mm. film. Which means that either there's multiple dream sequences or nightmare sequences that he appears in, or right, I see what he's just doing. in different bits of the film. I see what they're doing. They're giving him three different costumes. It's going to be three different Jokers, so they're going to test the waters <laughs> of different types of a Joker he could be. Because they're like, "Well, we want Jared Leto for a sequel because we got we're not going to get Wacky and Phoenix. We need we need this one to work because we've signed him for five films now. <laughs> so this film is just going to be one big focus group for the Joker. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. <laughs> well, it's you know it's one of them things. They're like uh, one of the first things we saw about the uh, Snyder cut is they're like, oh yeah, they're doing reshoots and they brought back Jared Leto and Amber Heard and it's like. Mm. That's uh, it's uh, such an odd mistake. decision. Very much a mistake. Like why? Yeah. Like, he yeah. was actively bad, and no one went. No one was like, "Oh yeah, my favorite part about Aquaman was Amber Heard." Like you don't need to bring these people back. No. Yeah, I just I worry that his scenes will be just a bit inconsequential, which they probably will be if they weren't if they weren't needed in the first place. <laughs> maybe we don't need them now. Probably. So when's this thing out then? Soon? March? In yeah. the next March. month or so. Yeah. So we're gonna have to watch it, Dan. I'm sorry. Well, I'm, I am. You know, I, I'm. I'm not much of a fan of any of DC stuff because it's always just a bit, a bit like subpar, isn't it? Um, very, very much kind of too many influences, not its own, never its own yeah. vision. So maybe like I'm intrigued by this one because it, it's it's a bit different, isn't it? You know, it's it, it's a, essentially a five hour film i suppose yes. but it's it's cut up into episodes right no no they're so, dropping yeah. they're dropping it all at once now oh, are they is it yeah. is it cut, still whole, cut up no one whole film uh see that they, they decided against <laughs> the episodic thing they're doing it as one whole film now well, and everyone... everyone went why <laughs> i was yeah. releasing something that long 
straight to home where it's not like in a cinema if something's long but it's like you know you're you're locked in there you can't there's no temptation to just go on your phone or turn it off and watch it in bits and later to release it straight home where people yeah. can very easily switch off that's well you know a choice netflix netflix did it with the irishman and no one complained about that being too long <laughs> watched it but that's a, that's a good thing though it's interesting on that level is that you know if if it does somehow work because people will most people will undoubtedly watch this in more than one sitting because no one's going to sit there for five hours unless the heart unless you're pretty hardcore no one's going to sit there for five hours and watch the whole thing in one go so people so it would be interesting to see how if it goes down well will we see more really long films like I that aren't not. Like it's it's an interesting it's basically it's never really been done in in film medium before has it like always films are like two hours long because that's people's attention span but now we have this ability to perhaps make five six hour long films I wonder if that, that's yeah. kind it's I feel like it's that's kind of come back around though Danny like back like Ben Hur and the Ten Commandments yeah were, were like that those those three hour Epics. Yeah, but that was when going to the cinema was yeah. was you'd have an intermission. It'd be a day out, you know. You'd have a ninety minutes, and then you go and have your intermission. Then you had another End ninety minutes, and it, everyone I've, would go. You know, it'd be a big family thing for the day. So I've, I think it's more it's of an auteur theory thing, yeah, like like an auteur thing. Yeah, because you know, like you see you, films now that they range from an hour and a half to two hours, maybe two and a half hours for like sort of superhero films and blockbusters generally mm. but you know then you get your like auteurs who know that they're auteurs and can get away with doing stuff like this yeah and you get like your finchers your tarantinos your scorsese's your scorsese's making three hour three and a half hour like sure. epics to show to, to you know because that is the the full extent of their vision and they know they can get away with that and they know that people will watch it yeah so i i kind of feel like them making the snyder cut a four-hour thing they've kind of let snyder run with his vision and he's like well either people are gonna love this or hate this but either way i'm getting my vision out there and even if i even if they sack me after this and i never have anything to do with dc again like I'll know that I cemented myself yeah. as being an auteur and having my own vision. I wonder I know if I think... it's as well. Sorry, James. No, no, no. Sorry, you go. You might be on the same point as me. Like, like the, the films were like an hour and a half to two hours because it was just about business-wise, wasn't it? Mm. We need yeah. to get so many showings in a day. Yeah. Sure, sure. And on a streaming service, those rules do not apply anymore. Yeah. So, like, why? I was because I remember when when I'd watched some dramas, and they'd be like an hour long or forty-five minutes. I'd be like, why? You don't. What rules are you following? <laughs> You're not bound by television. There are no ad breaks. Yeah. You don't need it to be 45 minutes. If it needs, if it's 30 minutes, 25, 50, like what you know, it's kind of like this the these uh, restrictions that were on streaming, that yeah. were on regular films and regular t- terrestrial television are now gone. So I wonder yeah. if we're going to get more of that as well. Maybe I think because from- the Mandalorian did like a really nice thing of all those episodes and a bit with WandaVision now the episodes are completely different lengths most of the yeah. time and that's because they just take as long as they need to tell that story so either it's yeah. it's shorter that week because that episode doesn't need to be as long or it's a bit longer because they've got more to tell and I, I think mm. TV shows really benefit from that mm. freedom that was, one thing, gonna, that was one thing I was going to mention I, I, I related to those points you've made is that with, epi- with episodes of TV series, you could argue they're almost like long films, right? 
But obviously the episodic nature of these things, they adhere to certain like theories of narrative, not to get too, you know, wanky or anything. But you'll have like you'll have a cliffhanger at the end of an episode usually or some kind of reason to keep watching you'll have mm. you'll have an ebb and flow of the plot like climactic moments you'll have um you know things like subplots that are referred to throughout a series that are that are kind of like slow slow boiling things and then you'll have the, the hit the plot beats of each episode that keep people watching so if you've got like literally a five hour film that isn't episodes i'm properly curious as to how that's going to be paced yeah, like how are they yeah. going to have like some weird sort of cliffhanger moments or like what how are they going to do how are they going to do it within the realm of like a five hour film yeah. like, they're not going the to be able to going to be an hour it, and a half long yeah exactly <laughs> i'm curious on that level so i'll definitely be watching I, it for I, sure i think it's going to be one of them like um the irishman because of course that came out and one of the big complaints that people were saying is it's too long and because it's on Netflix and you can pause it and go off and do other stuff or you find yourself checking your phone it's like it, it's really hard to sit through in one sitting mm-hmm. but literally I think it was like two days after The Irishman came out loads of people were posting online like oh if you want to do The Irishman in three sittings here's a good pause moment pause here's points. a good pause I moment that, yeah. so I, people, I reckon yeah. that even if they don't release it episodically people will find pause yeah. points post them online and be like look yeah. if you want to sit down and watch Justice League but you don't have five hours spare <laughs> like here's I where would, to pause it I would make it I, I predict I might be completely wrong that there'll be several like action scenes followed by a period of slope more of a slow pace and that'll be the 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 natural climaxes of the film so so we'll have you know maybe three action sequences throughout the or four maybe throughout the throughout the whole five hours and that's what's going to that's going to be the ebb and flow of the plot and the rest points for people and stuff like oh right we've watched this scene let's have a rest fill tomorrow kind of thing but i might be totally wrong i'm I'm super curious though i really hope you're right because if they try and release this with the aim that it's it's just a film with the same sort of uh, structure, but it's just five hours long. That's going to be painful. Like that's going to be hard to watch. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think we're going to see many more of these. I think part of the reason this one is so long is because of the whole thing of he, like the first one came out and he went, yeah, it's not really my vision and all this blah blah blah. And then now that he is getting to do it, he's going right. I'm putting everything in. Nothing's being left on the cutting room floor. Everything I wanted to put in, everything I originally envisioned, it's all just going in, so it's all done in one big go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Have you thought, James? Because all the... I don't... I might not be right, but the majority of like the material you've seen in like, little clips Zach has released, it's all in black and white. Yeah. What if the film's in, in black and white? That, that was be. That was actually a concern of mine. I normally don't mind... Um, films being in black and white like I, I, you know there's some films that have been re-released in black and white and I think benefit from having a black and white thing over them the problem that I have with DC films and well Zack Snyder films in particular in my experience is that even when people are presented in like colourful outfits and they're in colourful areas he tends to then desaturate and suck the colour out Anyway, so like one of the complaints about 
um, like stuff like Batman versus Superman is how desaturated and depressing the entire film looks. So for him to then come back in his vision and desaturate it to the point where there's literally no color <laughs> <laughs> would be a bold move. Yeah. I kind of respect it. He goes, oh, you yeah, hate that it, it was a bit muted? I'm going even further. Yeah. yeah. Screw you. Black screen. Yeah, yeah. Just, just audio. Yeah. He's like, he's like, you wanted Superman in a black and white suit. We couldn't film him in a black and white suit. So I've just made the whole film black and white. So his suit is black and white. Yeah. Boom. Done. Sorted. It's all black and white. It'll be great. Oh. Yeah, we're, we're hopeful it'll be uh, at least okay. I think, because I, 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 I kind of, don't mind Zach as a guy, and if you read about what like what he's been through recently, I kind of hope for his sake it's just it's decent and he can kind of put things to bed and move on yeah. a bit and do his own stuff maybe and move on. After all the build up for this, after how much everyone's saying like it's his vision, it's his vision. If it's bad, it's going to be really bad for him. Like that is, I don't know if tarnish is the right word, but it's going to be bad for his reputation as a director. If he goes, yeah, I'm fully allowed to do what I do, and then it's not very good. I am not a particular fan of Zack Snyder. I enjoyed Watchmen. Um, I did not like 300. <laughs> um, I didn't enjoy Sucker Punch, uh, and I wasn't a fan of any of his DC stuff. You should, we should check out his Dawn of the Dead. It's not bad. Um, you know? Yeah, I, have, I haven't seen his Dawn That's of the Dead. I've heard, I have heard good things. Um, but I do kind of hope for it. Like, I don't have anything against Zack Snyder as a person. I'm just, I just don't meld with his style of film particularly well. Yeah. Um, and I, I do hope for his sake that at least DC fans latch onto this. And it, it, you know, like even if the general, like, even if it gets just a slightly better praise than the original <laughs> film, like it's got better praise. It's a better film. Just use his film. Forget about the other Justice League. <laughs> I just, I just want a good Justice League film, and I don't think that's too much to ask for. It's too much. <laughs> yes, it's way too much to ask for. Oh, sorry, guys. Sorry. Especially, <laughs> especially under the guidance of Warner Brothers, that's never happened. <laughs> hey, they made Scooby Doo. So, so <laughs> yeah, in two thousand one. <laughs> move it on, Ben. Move it on. Let's go. To, Let's to go. move it to stop before they go off for ten minutes. To loop it back to talk about jokers. Yeah, yeah. Shall we a little chat? I want, I want a little bit of a ra- quick round table. What what are our favourite? Uh, have we got a favourite version of the Joker so far? Committed to maybe film or television? Is there is there anyone better than Jack Nicholson's Joker? Yes. Is there? Yes. Is there? Yes. Is there anything better than Jack Nicholson dancing to Prince in the museum? <laughs> I think not. <laughs> <laughs> or dancing to Prince on a big parade thing going through Gotham. There is nothing better. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, uh, no, I, Jack Nicholson's obviously it's a great Joker, but for me, yeah. it's not anything from film or TV. My favourite Joker will always be the one from Arkham Asylum, because you've got Mark Hamill's performance, which no one can argue that that's not incredible. Mm. You've got some really nice designs in that game, like it looks good, and then because it's a game, they're not bound by like stunts or anything like that so this joker actually feels kind of dangerous like when you fight him as batman there is actually some fight to him whereas ledger's joker doesn't really have much of a fight to him like he kind of just gets punched a lot and throws in a couple kicks now and then jack nicholson's joker was like 60 he's not fighting anyone Mm. 
So like they've they got the performance, but for me, what pushes it over with the Arkham one is it's got the same level of performance. It's got a really nice design, and then there's actually some danger to him. It's weird though. I never the Joker was never a a physical force. No, I don't think he has he, to be. Because he I was think he never needs to hold he, his own in a fight at least. I I never took that he can because that's why he uses all this trickery and has the goons because Batman can easily just get him, and that's that's like because they're the polar opposites, aren't they? So I get I, that. I was never like. That was never that was never a problem for me. No, no, no. It's, it's right. like I don't dislike any of this because of it, but because he has that extra thing, it's what tips it over the edge for me. Uh, when he goes yeah. fucking Big Bane. No, not that bit. That was too far. <laughs> yeah, no, the, the Big Bane bit wasn't great. I think it was also just like I'd I, Arkham Asylum might have been one of my first experiences with like proper Batman stuff. So like, wow. I still got a bit of nostalgia for me. Like it was my introduction to a lot of these characters, mm. and it's really good. Like, it's not even one of those, oh, I watched it as a kid, so I enjoy it. That holds up so well. Yeah, it's a great game, yeah. The yeah. combat in that game is still probably my favourite in yeah. any video game. I love it. I love that it's, no. it's quite simple on the surface, but once you unlock all these abilities and stuff and different moves and everything, you can get proper deep with it and you're on a 30 <laughs> times combo and you just on, you honest, actually feel like Batman. <laughs> honestly, that it, it's one of the best things. Like, it's one of the best things that's happened to games is, is the, the the combat in that because the, the <laughs> everybody's stolen it everyone's yeah, trying to steal it, it. Yeah. but never and done it as well every, everyone's no one's done it as well but everyone has tried to steal it and the fact that it's in so many games now because you know you've got the base arkham games but then you've got like the lord the two lord of the rings shadow of war and shadow of mordor yeah. that have the same combat but with a sword mm-hmm. you've got spider-man that has the same co- everyone has tried to do this free flow combat and it's such a satisfying way to create and play a game. I'm, yeah. I'm just really happy that the Arkham games did that and that mm. this is now the new style of third-person action-adventure fighting in games. Yeah. The, be- the, what, the, the, the best uh, West ones were the later Batman games where you could add a second player, like a second per- like NPC. You could press a couple yeah. of buttons yeah. and like an- another person would join the fight and it's like so seamlessly done. And, <laughs> oh, man... <laughs> And the the second game with Catwoman as well, she was like really enjoyable to play as in her own right. I love Ledger's Joker. I love Nicholson's Joker. Um, I do not love Leto's Joker. No. What? Uh, but hunger, I, hunger. I, I, I... <laughs> God's sake. <laughs> I would agree with James, but I wouldn't just say like Arkham. I'd just say Mark Hamill's performance across being the Joker. Yeah. All medium. In. Yeah, in every medium he has been the Joker, because like the voice he puts on is perfect. The laugh is great, and for years I did not know that it was Mark Hamill who did the voice. It was yes, only so. when I started like really looking into voice actors, I was like, Mark Hamill does the voice for for the Joker in yeah. pretty it, much everyone's most... <laughs> hero. Luke Skywalker yeah. is the ultimate villain. He's both um, the biggest hero and villain in fiction near great voice yeah. yeah but he's insane that the there's the sort of like de- like without even having the physical acting of being the joker and being in the makeup he has that sort of like violent dangerous sort of sound to him hmm. and he can sort of he's, he's portrayed different styles of jokers depending on what he's been you know he's been in the more adult orientated like 
Arkham games and films and stuff, but he's also done the sort of like teen kid Batman TV shows mm. where he's had to sort of rein it back a bit. So he, he can play the Joker really well across a wide spectrum. Yeah. And I, I, I love Hamill Joker. It's like his greatest quality was like he didn't just have a laugh, he had several yeah. types of laughs. Like you can yeah, go yeah. on, there's like compilation videos on YouTube of the different laughs that he does. And like that, like I think changed the game. Yeah. How people interpreted that, the Joker's way of laughing. He's got this like quality of it's like um, Ledger's had it as well a bit. It's like when he talks, everyone in the room is silent and listens. Like you pay yeah. attention to this guy. He commands a room. Steals every scene. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Leto probably. does not have that. No, no, no. It's probably what what makes uh, Heath Ledger one of my favorite Jokers. Like I remember when I first saw clips from The Dark Knight. Um, it was like, what is this? You know, like I just wanted to see every every time when I finally got around to seeing the film. Every time he was off screen, I wanted him to come to come back because I knew that every scene he'd be in, it'd be just so compelling, and you would be able to take your eyes off it. It was, you know, a really classic performance. Mm. Um, as for my favorite actor, Joaquin Phoenix, um, with the recent Joker. I really enjoyed that performance as well. Very brought a, brought something different to the table. Um, it was an interesting film. The film obviously has its critics um, being a little bit derivative and what have you. But um, yeah, another really iconic performance. Uh, I would expect nothing less from Joaquin Phoenix though. Um, gives a hundred percent to every role that he's in. So yeah, it really doesn't surprise me how. Mm memorable that performance as well i just think the joker in general is there's so much potential isn't it because he's such an interesting character and such an extreme character it's what I, all all the the big actors kind of i think really relish that opportunity to just really ham it up and just explore yeah. the dark side of you know the character i feel it's kind of disappointing that they are dwelling on leto's joker and possibly trying to do more because there's so many more actors who like deserve a chance and would be I, I think would be great I mean one of the big ones at the moment is of course we've got the Batman coming up um, Robert Pattinson is taking over as Batman um, it's probably going to end up being like a Matt Reeves R-rated Batman trilogy which I'm all for especially yeah. if Robert Pattinson ends up being as good as he looks that he's going to be um, but one of the big fan castings that I would absolutely be all for <coughs> is people want a Willem Dafoe Joker. <coughs> oh, they've, yeah, wanted that for a long time. People have always wanted a Willem That'd Dafoe Joker, cool. and now that there's films, well, now that there's The Lighthouse, where Willem Dafoe and Robert Pattinson have been <laughs> alongside each other and shown that they have good on-screen chemistry, um, people are advocating even more that Dafoe be Pattinson's Joker. Hmm. Um, I don't know about that. I don't know either. I Go think on, he's James. a bit too much older than Pattinson to be a yeah. good Joker to that, hit that, that is my only cool. thing. But uh, like he would have, he would have been a great Joker if he'd have, if he'd have played the role sort of back when he was younger, like in his thirties, forties, Green Goblin days. Yeah, yeah. like because I mean, essentially, when he played Norman Osborn, the way that he'd like smiled and the sort of laugh that he gave the Green Goblin, it was like he's a good Green Goblin, but you can tell that he really wants to play the Joker. Hmm. I think there's a film, he was in a I, could have, I think it's a David Lynch film 
think it's Wild at Heart where he's quite jokery and that he's got these he's got these really grim teeth. Like, that was a big part of his character. And like if you could do a joke like that and he's got these disgusting teeth. <laughs> it'd be yeah, quite cool. Uh, are you guys worried that we're going to have too too many jokers and so the the character will just become diluted and it'll lose its magic a bit because it, it feels like we're kind of going in that direction. I do feel think, we've got we've had a lot of Batman, and like yeah, you know, that's but we're going to get more like stuff to do this kind of thing. If it's in quick succession, then yeah, yeah. yeah. But I like the idea of like the the roles of like these characters, like the Joker and Batman. It's a bit of a stre- bit of a stretch comparison. It's it's a bit like Hamlet, where different actors take mm. on the role. No, yeah. I, mean. I, I wonder mean. what this person's take on that. I don't I don't think we. It is we, we should kind of step away from. I think we kind of step away from these comic creations being just one person. Yeah, like Wolverine isn't just Hugh Jackman. Mm. Um, I don't. Black Panther might be a bit different because I know Chadwick's like just passed away. I'm not saying let's get yeah. a new guy in. Maybe yeah. I don't know about that one in a, in a specific case. Yeah, but it's like there's more to Wolverine than a six foot Hugh Jackman. He's not meant to be that at all. That's the thing I love about. Um, superhero films in general is that each person brings like sort of a new take to the table but it's the the thing that I love specifically about characters like the Joker like the Joker is one of the best examples where every single person who's played him whether it's animated video game or on screen has brought their own version of the Joker to life Mm. and Mm. even if whether it's been good or bad (laughs) like they've all tried something new and my worry with this current image of the Jared Leto Joker is that they're trying to go for a Heath Ledger, Joaquin Phoenix thing. And it's like, don't pull from someone else's Joker. Like, I know that people didn't like your first iteration of the Joker. Try a new one. Still try and do your Joker. And the thing is, if we've got scenes of him trying to do this new Ledger-esque one intercut with his old version it's going to jar so badly are we running out of interpretations of of, of the joker because how much yeah. can you really really how much this. more can you really do you know you've got joker you've got that we know what we expect from joker like the the broad strokes anyway and same with batman we kind of know what we're going to get and it's like how how can people bring something new like what's robert pattinson going to bring to batman that's really new a brutality you know? brutality yeah i mean there's always there's still a well to draw from at this point but my worry is that eventually we'll get to a point where everyone will be like oh another joker another I, oh Batman. yeah no absolutely you know it's i was boring. gonna say i i do think that'd be because the, the, mm. the same thing happened with spider-man on like a rapid thing because people were like the amazing spider-man when that first came out people were massively opposed to that because of how close it was in succession to toby Maguire's spider-man like and I feel like if you jump too quickly into you know especially how good like Ledger's performance was in the Dark Knight because they, it was you know I mean it was a it was more of a time than between Spider Men but it was still too short of a time to be like and here's a new Joker especially how good Ledger was and like the fact that putting himself into the role is inevitably one of the things that yeah. killed him. It's like, I always liked the idea of you maybe. do like, like every generation has a Joker almost. Like <clears throat> the '90s had Nicholson, the 2000s have Ledger, and the 2010s have, well, yeah. we've had Phoenix, but we've got Leto kind of just plucked in the middle a little bit. <laughs> the the other thing that's um, that the other the other reason I agree with you, Danny, on the the sort of like we should probably just leave the Joker behind a bit. Um, 
is Batman is one of the best heroes for drawing from a well mm. of villains. Ah. And there's still yeah. so many of his villains sure. that we haven't seen on the big screen. Yeah. Like, it was one of the things, it was one the most exciting things about um, Birds of Prey, to be honest. The fact that, you know, Birds of Prey, whether you loved it or you hate it, we actually got to see a live action Black Mask and we got to see a live action Victor, Victor Zaz that wasn't just a background character that you had to find out from the credits was Victor Zaz. <laughs> Because I, I remember when the Nolan films were, were being made still, when we knew after Begins that they were doing a different villain every film, so there was the the hype of what are they, what is he going to do? For like after Dark Knight, it's like what the villain, what is the villain going to be? Will it be Ledger again? And I mem- I distinctly remember at the time there was like fan posters of like David Tennant as uh, the Riddler, the Riddler. And yeah. things That'd like cool. that came out, and I was that was the fun of it, being like what. What hero, what villain are we going to see again? And, you know, not just the Joker this time. Yeah, he's more than just the Joker, Batman. Yeah, yeah. Uh, like, it's it's why I'm really hoping, because for the, the Robert Pattinson film, they've been like, you know, Matt Reeves has said on multiple occasions, he's like, oh, I want it to be like a noir-esque sort of mystery. Like, there's something going on and we don't know who's done it. And I, I I was like, oh, I, I hope that they don't give it away. And from the trailer, it looks like they're just leaning into the bad guy is the Riddler. Mm. And I was I was kind of mm. hoping it was going to be like uh, he tries, he, you know, he thinks it might be the Penguin, he thinks it might be the Riddler, and he has <clears throat> he goes through like some of this kind of semi-established rogue gallery because we know that this isn't going to be an origin story. And then they throw a curveball at the end, and it ends up being like hush. Hush is a big popular theory. Some, yeah, I, I really hope that they sort of start bringing up some of the, you know, even if it ends and they're like, and the big villain is Calendar Man. I would love that. <laughs> yeah, I would yeah. love if they I'd did Calendar Man. <laughs> or what if, what if they do an Arkham Origins and you have this whole thing where you think the main villain's Riddler, but you never see his face or Black Mask, and then the big reveal is it was Joker the whole time. That, see, that was one of the most disappointing things about Arkham Origins, where you thought it was Black Mask the entire game, and then he pulls off his mask and he's like, "It's the Joker!" <laughs> it's like, "Oh, for God. God's sake!" <laughs> but we all we all know the best Joker was Caesar Romero with his painted mustache. Obviously, <laughs> obviously, so obviously, <laughs> obviously, ten out of ten Joker. But we've had a enough Joker talk. Yeah, we have. Yeah, let's talk about some of the the big game trailers. That came out yes, over the, the past, big game trailers. The big game trailers that came out over the past week or so. The big, the big game. Yeah, yeah. Trailer, not the the big, the big game. The Super trailers. Bowl trailers. Yes, not the big game trailers. It sounds like we're talking about game, video game trailers. The the large football game that took place in a big stadium. That's kind <laughs> of bowl shaped. And there were a lot of people there. That was weird, wasn't it? That was very. When that we were watching strange. it, we, me and Danny at first didn't realise that there was cardboard cutouts at first. We, we thought watched, same. We were shocked that it was like a, <laughs> a <laughs> I thought seemingly it was full. full. Yeah, we same. thought it was a full stadium, and then but even still, the there stand- was way too many people. No, but one of the stands it, was pretty, pretty much full. Yeah, there's twenty thousand people in there. It's just weird to see. It was odd it's to see really a, a sporting event where there was tons of people in attendance, and it wasn't just empty, dead stadium. <laughs> you know? I, 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 I think worrying I was, as well. I think I was the only person here that didn't watch any of the Super Bowl. 
I saw the it, highlights. It, I was going to say, it wasn't very... And, uh, by the highlights, game. I mean, I saw that people really hated The weekend's performance. If you get an average artist, you get an average performance. I like The weekend. He's fine. Have you guys seen that new Twitter account that every every Friday night it tweets out Daniel Craig introducing The weekend on SNL? And he's like, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> The weekend." And it does it on the dot, like 8pm on the dot every Friday. I love it, man. <laughs> I love really specific, like... Twitter accounts that are dedicated to really specific things. Yeah. Perfectly cut screams or something like that. <laughs> Not even yeah. that. Like, I, I put out a tweet at one point saying, like, oh, there's no way that uh, Tiger King was, uh, like, only, like, ten months ago. Surely that was three years ago. And I got liked by an account that goes through and finds every tweet speaking about how long ago Tiger King was and how it feels like it wasn't that... No, it was much longer ago than it is. Yeah. And they like every tweet that they find about it. It's like, who has Brilliant. that much time? <laughs> I reckon it's a bot or something that's just like scanning Twitter I, and it's I, looking I, for keywords. To and be stuff. fair, I, I do follow quite a few like pages where it's like, oh, this is it's the same picture of Jeff Goldblum every day. And yeah, at 12 yeah. o'clock on the dot every day, yeah. picture of Jeff Goldblum <laughs> appears on my feed. <laughs> And it's the same one, and every single time it's funny, and I move on. Is it? <laughs> the little things like that. Keep I've been us following going. that page for two years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> little things like that. Danny, what did you think of? You know, you're a Marvel nut, Danny. You're really <laughs> oh, yeah. into it. You yeah. follow all the fan sites, all the theories. You read the books. Yeah. What, what did you think of the Falcon Winter Soldier trailer? Are you excited? Are you interested? Uh, who, who's that? Sorry, Falcon oh. and who? Winter the, Soldier, the guy that flew around, and there then were the a other, lot of them. and then and then the other guy <laughs> with the silver arm. Oh, the other guy. No, uh, in all seriousness, I do actually know those characters. <laughs> <laughs> um, I thought it was all. It looked all right, you know. I don't know. It looks all. It looks yeah, okay. Yeah. Like they're obviously kind of humanising Bucky a bit and making him a, a bit funnier and likeable and they're trying to play up the relationship between those two and make it into a bit of a buddy comedy and I don't know it looks okay <laughs> I, I mean yeah. I, I'll probably watch an episode or two and maybe it'll be good but I'm not that bothered well, there's, really. there's only six episodes so oh right okay you're going to have to watch them for this because we're definitely going to cover it <laughs> I mean I, I expect it as much there, there's, there's six episodes that are apparently between 45 minutes and an hour long Okay. Right, okay. Yeah, I'm excited. I mean, standard, I mean, yeah. We're yeah. both excited for Daniel Brühl to come back, aren't we, Danny? We like Daniel Brühl. Yeah, he, a... I'll be interested to see where they where they take that character. Is he, a char- is he an established character in the comics? Yeah, yeah. He's a fairly big... Uh, is he a villain? Like Captain a, like a... America villain. What, he wears a purple actually... sock on his head. Does yeah. he have a name? Baron Zemo. Baron Zemo, <laughs> because yeah, Baron he's just Zemo. called he's just called Zemo in uh, C- Civil War, is it? It's Civil yeah. War, right? Yeah, they just yeah, refer to him as Zemo. He was quite an interesting villain. Um, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see how how it goes with him. I suppose. I, I'm I'm excited that he's got his mask. I'm excited that he's got his purple like sock. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just go for it. Just put the sock on his head. I was like, yes, they, they've given him his purple yeah. sock. Why is he a Baron? It's just a name, I think, mate. It's not actually Baron. He's a self-assigned Baron. I was going to say, I thought it was actually a, an actual title that he held. Yeah, no, <laughs> he I, is, I, I don't it, know I that much it. about him. Yeah, I I think in the comics it is. I think yeah, they'll probably just refer to him as Zemo. I mean, they might call him Baron Zemo and reveal more about his past in the TV show because it was one of the things about Civil War that like, I was quite happy about, the fact that he didn't end up being like killed or 
in prison. Or like he, he didn't end up like. What happened to him? I don't know, barely remember. He, he didn't he end arrested. up in a yeah. Well, he didn't end up in a position where he couldn't he come back. It's it's one of the things that sort of irritating with sort of superhero films and shows now is I feel like they're very very that they're, they're way too quick to kill off bad guys that could have sort of potential later down the line. Mm. Um, you know, to, just to quickly jump back to Birds of Prey a second, that the most disappointing thing was that they killed off Victor Zaz and Black um, Mask at the end. Yeah, I was I like, ah, oh, they, they, they could have had him come back for later films, but no, he's dead. <laughs> they blew I'm him up with a grenade. Up. They made sure he definitely can't come back. <laughs> yeah, he really died. Like, he definitely died. I'm excited for the trailer. I like it, man. It, uh, it. I don't think it shows much more than the first one. Like, I think it's kind of just the first one gave us a sense of what this show is going to be like, some of the action shots, and then this is just kind of more of the same. But then confirming a few more characters that are coming back with, you know, Sharon Carter and Zemo, and then a bit of their thing. But I'm excited for it, man. These are these are characters I like. It looks like there's some good action in it. It's Marvel. Yeah. I'm going to lap yeah. it up anyway. I, I worry I? it's going to end up. Well, I thought One Division was going to end up with a bit of like a why? Like, is it really necessary? Mm. I think One Division it's turning out to be quite necessary. Yeah. At this point, we've watched five episodes of the show of times recording, and I worry Falcon Winter Soldier is kind of just be like a bit of a whatever. Like, is it really? Could you skip it? Is what then I mean. just trust Marvel. I, I, no. That, that, <laughs> this this uh, that, as a, as a big Marvel fan, this was a worry of mine. Like, when I watched the first trailer, I was like. Yeah, it looks good. It looks like it's going to be a fun show. I'm, you know, I. We've not seen a lot of Falcon, and we've not seen a lot of Bucky, and it'll, it'll be nice to see them sort of interact now that Cap's gone. Uh, it, you know, it 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 does kind of look like a buddy comedy sort of thing, but this trailer with the sort of extra context of like Zemo and Agent Thirteen coming back, and you have like three different people throughout the trailer holding the holding cap shield so there's the whole who is going to be the next captain america i think that's going to be sort a big of, theme that, that's like the big theme and I, I don't know it added a lot more sort of mystery to it that i didn't that i didn't get from the first trailer so i was like okay i'm a bit more invested now and the fact that they have confirmed that it's six hour episodes i think that's like six hours is like a nice sort of six hour film. Yeah, yeah. It, I, I, I think it's a nice a nice time frame to be able to tell mm. an intermediate story that will probably become more important towards well, I mean, the next. I, I think it's going to be a nice. Avengers. Like, there's, there's going to be more. I don't think it's going to be as big as One Division because that's very no. big scale, cosmic, magical, and all this. I think it's going to be much more maybe like the underground of the MCU. One thing that, because I watched a video just pointing out certain things, and like, it was one of those classic 10 things you didn't notice in the Falcon and Winter Soldier trailer. Apparently, there's one bit where it looks like they're in some sort of nightclub, and in the background, it looks like there's a bunch of like scroll heads put on display as if whoever this club belongs to has been hunting down scrolls that have settled on Earth and taking them out. So a lot of people are thinking this show might be used as a jumping off point for Secret Invasion. I I would say that that's a, a sort of good theory to have because we've known that Secret Invasion and Secret Wars is coming for a while. They've now confirmed that that's going to be a TV show, so this could very well be 
the start of that and Zemo could be part of what sets it in motion which would be interesting because they've, they've said that these shows are going to be used as sort of like like kind of jumping off points but they will be very integrated with the films like there's going to be a point to watch these shows WandaVision clearly we know is going to be leading into Doctor Strange 2 and like parts of Spider-Man 3 we don't really know yet what Falcon and Winter Soldier is setting up so yeah it, we'll the, the table's open for anything really Secret Wars could be one of them let's hope it's uh, it's good also Danny it wasn't in the trailer you did because it's, it's a casting uh, Kurt Russell's son is in it Wyatt Russell so anything to do with Kurt Russell I'm there. <laughs> is is Wyatt Russell playing he's playing the guy dressed as cap on the field yeah oh is he yeah is US he, agent US agent yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. what else has yeah, he been in US agent is one of the people who is holding the shield in the trailer yeah. but there's like a flash of him mm. punching someone with the shield and I was like okay so they might be leading to someone else being yeah. cap um, and I also can't tell whether he's an antagonist or not. I think he's going to be an antagonist. I think he is going to be. Yeah. He was in. Um, he's in Overlord, Danny, and he popped up in Twenty Two Jump Street as well. Uh, is he any good? When's he in Twenty Two Jump Street? He's he's the college guy with the long blonde hair that he's mates with Channing Tatum and stuff. No he's in Black way. Mirror. He's in an episode of Black Mirror in the video game episode or something of Black Mirror. All right. Um, switching gears to another trailer that. It's a bit mysterious. What's going on? There's a there's a gimmick going on with the. I don't. I actually I forgot to look it up if he directed it or not. The new Shyamalan project. He's directing it, yeah. A quick thirty second trailer came out for his next film, uh, Old, where it seems to be where these people turn up on the beach for the day, and I think the kids or the son in the trailer goes off, and then he returns and he's now the kid from Hereditary, the young boy <laughs> from that. And that seems to be this thing that the beach is aging people super quick. Like the daughter's suddenly pregnant for some reason. A bit weird. Uh, what did we make of the new Shyamalan project? You had a bit of a reaction, Danny. I, yeah, well, I'm echoing you. I think it was a little bit weird. It was very M. Night Shyamalan. Um, it was, I don't know, is it, is it intriguing? I don't know if I care enough, really. It's like, <laughs> wow, the age, right? Everyone gets old. It's on a beach. Next. You know, what, what's <laughs> what's the thing that's grabbing me there? I don't think there is, I don't think there, I... there is one, really. And, and M. Night Shyamalan, it's not like his, his recent kind of films have been fairly, fairly low quality. So I'm not hyped in that respect either you know so i don't know whatever i'm i'm calling it now i think this film's going to be a bit of a tenet in that it tries to do all this stuff and it's like oh it's really cool and weird and it doesn't follow its own logic i think this is going to be a film that when you watch it back it's like but but wait you said that it works this way but this person doesn't do this and that person ages but they don't like because in the trailer we see how like they it's not everyone ages at the same rate different people are aging at different rates like one person ages a bunch whereas no one else has aged and all that so i just think at some point they will maybe explain how it works but when you look back at it it doesn't follow its own logic crumble. Uh, or maybe maybe what might be better is if they just go whoa we don't understand how this works yeah but don't explain I, it i watched the trailer and my initial impression was this looks crap <laughs> mm. Mm. Um, I am 
not an M. Night Shyamalan fan. Uh, there's very few of his films I have enjoyed. I find them very predictable. The, the format is pretty much always the same. And the twist is usually something either overly complicated or very basic and sort of sort of like done before it's like the, just the reverse of the premise yeah i know, like, like, I know that's what twist yeah, is yeah he, he did yeah he did you know he did sixth sense and people saw it and they were like oh it's great it's really good i love the twist so all he took from that was, oh, they love the twist. Now every one of my films has to have a twist. Yeah, that became his um, thing, didn't it? You know? It did become his thing. But I did go off. I watched this trailer a couple of times because I knew we were going to talk about it. And I did go off and look at sort of a more detailed thing, uh, like plot synopsis of the film, and found out that it's actually based on a graphic novel. Okay. Um, okay. It's based on a graphic novel called Sandcastles, which is about a bunch of families that go to this beach, and every half an hour they age. Right. And over one day, they basically live out their whole life and die, and it's a very painful process in which they age rapidly. And apparently it's like a very sort of disturbing, twisted graphic novel which sounded, which sounded interesting. Apparently, the graphic novel doesn't have a twist. Uh, people are like, "Oh, M. Night Shyamalan film. He'll probably change. It's not fully based on it, so he'll probably change the ending to have a twist." But I was reading an interview with the writer of the graphic novel, who said, "Oh yeah, my original ending was going to be this big twist, but I thought it would completely ruin the story and be a <laughs> terrible ending." So. I chose oh. not to do it, and I'm scared that Shyamalan's going to go with the original twist ending. Um, <laughs> don't know. It'd be, it'd be. I don't think there is a film he's done where there hasn't. I haven't seen them all. I don't know if there's a film he's done there where there hasn't been a twist. But I've not seen like the Last Airbender and the... stuff, even though that's based off a an no. actual intellectual property. That's but... yeah. I don't think there was a twist in that because I I couldn't. Yeah. Think. I I don't think the happening. Had a particular twist. No, I think like, I, I, I'm sure it. But it didn't have a, it didn't it didn't have like an M Night Shyamalan twist where it gets to like the last twenty minutes and that then then it it tells you it's like it sort of explains and gradually introduces you to the idea. Yeah. Over the film, I mean the the problem with that film was the ending. Um, because spoilers for if you haven't seen the happening, don't watch it anyway. It's terrible. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's you know it's basically the entire planet is being poisoned, and the air is being poisoned by the plants because Mother Nature wants to take over. And long story short, at the end, Mark Wahlberg goes to the trees and says, "Please, can you not poison the planet?" And then they don't, <laughs> and the film ends. <laughs> oh, nice! Well, he, he solved it. <clears throat> yeah, not everything has to be solved with punching explosions, Christian. I, I didn't want him to James. solve it with a punching and an explosion. <laughs> I just. I just would have liked a bit more than, you know, Mark Wahlberg going to a tree and being like, oh, humanity's really sorry. We'll try better to be <laughs> eco-friendly. And the trees are like, yeah, all right. Then. <laughs> I don't think I've ever heard anything less Mark Wahlberg. 
<laughs> it's a weird film. Have you, have you, you've not seen it, James? No. I've it's seen. a weird film. Uh, it's very some really it's odd unusual. scenes, very strange acting, almost like it's a like a deliberately bad... I've only seen the memes of it. Yeah. What? No. Yeah, Wait, exactly. That's the last one. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah. is this... Is this on purpose? Like, is he going for some sort of B movie feel? But I don't know. It's, I, I think it, I think it's just M Night Shyamalan. To be honest, yeah. that's just I, how, how he is as a director. Out of all the stuff I've seen of his, apart from The Sixth Sense, which I enjoyed, um, I think the only other film of it, the only other thing I saw of his where I thought I was going to enjoy it was Wayward Pines, and yeah, I was like, oh, yeah. this show's intriguing. It's really interesting. And I think there's ten episodes, and you get to episode six, and that's where the plot twist hits, and the plot twist ruins everything. I didn't even finish the series. I was like, "This is so poorly written and so convoluted and stupid." <laughs> I honestly, I did, I finished that first season, Christian. I actually can't tell you what, what it even was. I can't remember what it was. I only remember that show. It's it's the exact same beginning as Lost. Yeah. It begins with a guy, a man with brown hair in a black suit, white top, black tie, with his eye open. He wakes up in a forest or a woodland area he doesn't understand, and he then wanders through that. Fo- it's literally the beginning of yeah. Lost, yeah. and I was like, "What? Is, it's, this it's, is ridiculous." Um, I'll try and explain. Like, I'll try and explain it for you guys just quickly now, because basically the premise of the show. Guy wakes up, he's in a weird village, his ex-wife is there with his son, and it's like this nice little quaint village called Wayward Pines, but there's something weird going on, like there's surveillance in all the houses, people are clearly being watched, and if you try and drive out of Wayward Pines, you end up driving back into it, it loops, <laughs> right, right, okay. yeah, like some sort of weird purgatory, and it's like, well, what's going on, what's going on? Yeah. And eventually the guy is like, oh, I'm... I'm getting sick of this. He he finds someone who knows what's going on, and this guy's like, "Fine, I'll tell you what's going on." So he takes him to this facility. They go up and they walk out onto this balcony, and he's like, "It's, I think it's something. It's like he's like, oh, it's it's four thousand years in the future. The world has been wiped out by nuclear, uh, by by a nuclear war, and this is the last surviving city in this bubble." and blah 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 and he basically explains it all and he's like and we've been waking you up one by one and there's still people in these tubes to be woken up and you know you're just going to have to accept that this is your new life and I was like what? (laughs) (laughs) I I thought this was going to be like some sort of like devil purgatory supernatural stuff and he's like no 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 science bubble end of world (laughs) no no science bubble (laughs) <laughs> Time travel, frozen tube, future armor. Yes. <laughs> it's a peculiar show. It's and then they did a season it. two and it got cancelled after one episode. Yeah. <laughs> what a twist that was. Wow. Yeah. yeah, that certainly was a twist for Amno Shamalan. It's like, damn. Let me tell you about a trailer we also watched recently. I don't know about you guys, but when I want to read sort of about Superman, right, I want to know. <laughs> not about who the villains he fights I want to hear about his farm life and his family problems that's that's why I read Superman I'm not bothered about this guy that can leap tall buildings in a single bound I need nah. to know what do his kids think about that, that he just revealed that he's Superman or not you know there's the great bit in the trailer where Lois says the world or something like the world might need you Clark 
but this family needs you more. No, it's like, she, what are you says, talking about? She, she, she <laughs> says the world will always need Superman, uh-huh. but this family needs you now. Yeah. I could have sworn she says more. In my head, in my head, I rewrote it as more because I thought that was funny. Superman's a pretty boring like superhero, to be to be honest. And like we're we're at the point now where everything that has been said about Superman really has been said. <laughs> There's nothing else to say about Superman, so we have to we have to go into his like alter ego and just he's just a bloke, isn't he? <laughs> just the, thing the is, life of a bloke now. <laughs> I actually really quite like Superman as a character, and that's because. Because I grew up watching Smallville and really loved that show. Yeah. And I think it looks like Superman and Lois is going a bit more back to that. I think they've listened to the complaints that people had with Henry Cavill Superman when they were like, he's just this godlike alien who's indestructible and has no grounding. And it's a bit boring. Like, it's it's interesting. Superman's best qualities are what keeps him grounded and his human side. And he's like... He doesn't really. He doesn't struggle with this idea of, oh, I'm just, I'm a god among men. How do I cope with this? You grew up in Kansas. You are a farm boy. You like had the exact same childhood that anyone else did, except you could run a bit faster and jump a bit higher, like this. <laughs> you, are, you could jump. So Not just high. a bit. Yeah, yeah. That is technically fine. A little bit more than a bit. And then he can jump and then go around the world as many times as he wants and then land back. <laughs> and if he goes the other way around the world, he can actually stop time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Don't forget that. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Jeff. Um, <laughs> no, no, so I just I like this fact that we're focusing more on what makes him a more relatable character and softens yeah. him a bit I, I, so I don't I, need I Superman to be relate, relatable there man it's <laughs> like, like he's Superman, Superman isn't he Super, but it's I, like I, he's not it shouldn't be relatable because he's like a, a, an alien who's a Superman and you, he's not like a regular regular no, person I disagree wholeheartedly um, so I do agree that Superman is way more interesting when you sort of give him like a love interest and ground him in this sort of area where he sympathizes with the humans because earth is where he grew up and he he does need that sort of human side to be more interesting however giving him kids and focusing on his adult farm life might not be the best way to go and yeah, most the, interesting the way to go a, about is a that weird yeah. one it's kind it's of stroppy teenage boys i'm not really interested in the archetype the archetype of the superhuman kind of unstoppable man that's why like why homelander is such an interesting character because he's like the inverse of superman right he's like the version of superman that he's bad and doesn't have any morals and that's why the boys is like so good in that respect it kind of yeah, turns yeah. all that on its head and everything because it know because the boys knows that superman's boring you know and the, and who and the homelander is written as a as a comment on that i think yeah. he's yeah. not so, boring he is boring man no, he is boring you've not seen you've just not seen superman at his best like you've not seen the best written superman honestly smallville is such a well written superman have you watched uh, lois and clark james no the Adventures of Lois and Clark. I've not. I <laughs> see. I, I they're remaking it and it's out on the CW. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's called it's the Superman yeah. and Lois. <laughs> it's a good idea in theory, but it's already been done, and I don't think we particularly need mm. to do it again. I think there's yeah. 
other DC characters and other DC shows that they could focus on. If you want to do a Superman and make him a bit different, do like Red Sun Superman. Uh, you know, do a Batman Beyond. Start doing that sort of. I'd love to see Batman Beyond. Explored. You know, do do some alternate stuff that doesn't have to tie into anything. Just it's a nice show that <coughs> fans of that comic series can watch, and you might get a few more people watching because it's different. No. <laughs> I mean, all this is really rich coming from us, isn't it? Four white guys up with a podcast talking about unoriginality. Yeah, that's great. Talking of talking of unoriginal, I I'm a bit worried, but also a little bit excited for the coming to America sequel. I quite the first film's okay, but I'm mainly excited because in the first film, those who haven't seen it. There's uh, a barber shop in the first film, and there are old men in this barber shop played by um, Eddie, Eddie Murphy. Murphy and Arsenio Hall in, in makeup and stuff. And there's another guy in there as well, I can't remember. And in the sequel, 40 years later, those barbers are still there and they haven't aged. <laughs> 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 I just really enjoy uh, that. Just that they've got. Who cares? <laughs> it's, it's, it's funny, and like, I really enjoy that. Not caring about. Re- I don't think they're going to address it in the film. They're just going to still be there, and still do the jokes. And hopefully, hopefully, it's good. Please God, I am a bit worried though. It's, it's nice to see Eddie Murphy kind of being Eddie Murphy again. Oh, like and, he's, Eddie Murphy. and he's not. A, maybe like Mike Myers might be over the hill. Eddie Murphy might not be yet. We don't know yet. Even even Mike Myers still bit, might Mike be able Myers to come is, back. I was going to say, I, I've, well, when it, when, like, I haven't seen like him do love, anything in a while. When like, the love guru came out, it's like, oh, he's done. He's uh, done. Yeah. And that's why he hasn't really worked since. But, you know, maybe he's done Shrek. Yeah, but Shrek. Shrek is more than Mike Myers. Shrek is an idea. <laughs> <laughs> that is a movement. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm a little bit hopeful coming to America too is okay i think we'll call it there guys yeah some good chat there i hope you enjoyed the episode um do like and subscribe watch the video share you know all this and that we were on instagram and twitter and stuff something a bit different this week you know let us know do you like this do you prefer when we do more structured stuff you know just let us know yeah yeah. Did, did, did you did you enjoy something a bit different let us know down below let us know what you think about Jared Leto Joker, let us know what you think is going to be, if you think the Snyder Cut is going to fix everything let us know what you think about Falcon and the Winter Soldier let us know if you think M. Night Shyamalan's a hack, I mean, what you think about old (laughs) yeah, yeah, just about everything we've talked about comment just let us know (laughs) subscribe and like yeah just Inter- inter- interact with us. We like, will interact yeah. back. <laughs> like this video. Subscribe oh to the channel. It. Like it, it. no! <laughs> we, better, we better call it. Bye, everybody. Oh, God. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>